Hey, everybody. Happy Sunday. We are here April 3rd, 2022. Sunday service every Sunday, 7 p.m. Arizona time. And man, I've had a wonderful day. I hope you guys have all had a wonderful day as well. I spent the entire day with my family, my wife, my kids in the pool, doing all the things. It was great. We will not have Cody Barton here tonight. I told him because it was Q&A that I would be happy to help out and give him a day off. So here I am, Q&A today. Any question you guys have regarding creative finance, et cetera, I'd love to chat with you guys. Who can do private money lending, please? This is crazy how awesome this is. Um, right now, guys, I am venturing down this amazing world where I will be teaching live how to raise private capital and how to utilize private capital to put yourself into pretty powerful situations. A question that pops up all the time for me is how do I get started in real estate? And there are so many different ways to get started in real estate. In fact, the way that I got started in real estate was being a contractor. And I'm not going to suggest everybody go get a contractor's license and go fix and flip 7,000 houses for other people before you start doing projects on your own. But there are so many different ways that people venture into real estate, some on purpose, others are not on purpose. However, one of the most challenging things in a competitive market is getting your hands on a transaction, whether it's wholesaling, fixing and flipping, buying and holding, creative finance, whatever it may be. It's challenging when you're brand new. It's daunting. It's overwhelming. It can be a lot. And so, um, Ooh, can I explain the process of a wrap? I'd be happy to talk about that here in just a second. Um, I will. How about this, Ingrid? Ingrid, Ingrid, I'm just going to call you Ingrid because you, I was going to call you earlier, but I was like, man, you know what? Ingrid, text me, guys. She's a mastermind student of mine. So let me just call her real quick. Hi, Pace. Hey, what up? Hi. Turn my volume off on your TV. I just did. Mm -hmm. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. So um, you've got a you've got a potential subject to deal that has a second lien position on it in the form of mechanics lien in Arizona. Is that correct? In Texas, but yes. Okay. So Arizona, I'm very very um, well versed with Arizona mechanics liens and the process of um, not only buying them subject to, but also the process in general for um, liens. Okay. So in Arizona, what's really crappy for the contractor is that a contractor can only have a mechanics lien on a property for six months at a time. So you as a contractor, let's say I don't pay, um, let's say I don't get paid as a contractor, Ingrid, and I go do work for you. I can only if I sent you a pre-lien before the work started, I can then go and lien your property in the form of, of a mechanics lien. And that always is going to go in second position if you have a mortgage, obviously. I'm saying a lot of this you already know because there's a lot of people in here that have no idea what the context is. So um, as the contractor, I have two choices. I have to um, hope and pray that you're going to pay your bill or at the end of six months, I have to resubmit my lien and continue to resubmit my lien every six months in Arizona. Okay, so what you'll want to do in Texas is how often does a mechanics lien have to be refiled? Mm. Why is that important? It's important because most contractors file a lien on a property not knowing at all that the lien will fall off after a certain amount of time. Arizona, six months, legitimately six months. 
homeowners don't know this, contractors don't know this. And so a year after filing, filing a lien, a contractor will see that a house was sold that he had a so-called lien on. And he's like, what the heck? How are they able to sell the house with the mecha my mechanics lien? Then that's how they find out that it was only supposed to be on there for six months. Okay. In Arizona, I can resubmit for that lien again and just continually refile every six months, hoping you as the homeowner are hoping that I forget at some point. Or B, that's option A, okay? Option A is continually refile every six months. Option B is I foreclose on you from a second lien position, hoping that I actually have enough money, enough meat on the bone for me to get paid. Does that make sense? Yep, it does. Uh -huh. So for me, can I take over a mechanics lien Subject to, yes, you absolutely can. Right now in Texas, I'm taking over a state tax lien. I'm taking over a judgment from a lawsuit and I'm taking over the house subject to. So there will be three lien positions on this property when I take it over. Mm. So what questions do you have for me? Um, I do know it's a family member who put a lien on the property. I don't know all the details, but it's $200,000 worth of, lien, of a lien. So okay. Uh, just trying to explore our options right now. Okay. So um, let's, let's go, method. Uh -huh. let's go through the options. Let's say you wanted to be like me and you go, Hey, I I'm fine moving forward on and being in a risky situation. A mm -hmm. couple things you can do. You can buy that property through an agreement for sale, land contract, contract for deed, whatever, right. Through a executory contract, so to speak, where you have rights over that property and you can take that property over without transferring the deed, therefore not notifying that person that is in second uh, lien position. Mm -hmm. Or B, you can just take it over clean and clear subject to and take over all liens, all encumbrances, and then just hope and pray that that person's not going to go forward and foreclose. At $200,000, I would say that um, I would definitely investigate how long Texas will allow you to have a mechanics lien on a pro Is it a mechanics lien or what is it for? Um, that I need more information from the guy who brought it to me. Okay. So, so. you, you got to do some research on that. It sounds like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you'll want to do some research on the law in Texas regarding how long a lien can stay on a property, because maybe the strategy is simply, you know, let's take this over through an agreement for sale where I don't transfer the deed. And then, um, once the lien falls off, then I can take it over subject to, or you just look at it and go, man, this thing's going to cash flow regardless. So why don't I just take this property over and get it cash flowing with the challenge of a lien in, at $200,000 in second lien position, what you're going to run into is that if you guys are trying to wholesale this, or you're trying to wrap this, you are going to have a major challenge. It's like a dented can of beans in the supermarket. Are there, <laughs> are there people that will buy it? Yeah. Sure, but they're not going to pay full price, right? They're going to want to get a, a discount, okay? Um, and the um, thing that you're going to ultimately want to do on this property is hold the property and cash flow on it as long as you possibly can. Yep. Okay. Does that answer your question? It does answer my question. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. <laughs>
You know, I would love to do that every time I ask a question or somebody asks a question, because I, I feel like I'm talking to the person and I actually get to understand the question um, entirely. Um, all right, cool. Let's get into it. Uh, Ryder says, if I get a sub two from a couple, then the couple gets divorced a year later and they have to split assets. What would the sub two property, um, would the sub two property be included? So Ryder, let's ask this question. What asset are they splitting up regarding the property? If they sold the property to you and you have full rights and ownership of that property through a deed, you actually, through a subject to transfer, you have the deed, you own the deed. Okay. So if you own the deed, it's no longer their asset. There's nothing for them to split up. You have to remember that a deed and the debt are two completely, completely separate things. They have nothing to do with each other. So think about it this way. I'm going to tell this story a hundred times. I got to remind myself that there's a lot of new people in here. The process of buying a house subject to is very similar to you buying grocery store or groceries at the grocery store with a credit card, not a debit card, but a credit card. And why is that? Well, because if I buy groceries at a grocery store with a credit card, I didn't use my money to buy those groceries, right? I created debt, right? Let's say I bought $200 in groceries with American Express's money. It doesn't mean that American Express owns those groceries. It means I own those groceries and I simply owe a $200 debt that they loan me in order for me to buy my own groceries that I can consume, I can sell, I can trade, I can do whatever I want with those groceries, right? Okay, so how do we know that you're the owner of those groceries is called a receipt. So in a real estate transaction, your receipt, your proof of ownership is called a deed. Whoever is on the deed owns the asset, okay? So if a divorced couple is getting divorced and they had already sold their asset to you, you're confusing in your mind. You're thinking that the mortgage that's still in their name is an asset. That's not the asset. That's just the credit card bill, okay? There's, no, there's nothing for them to split up on the credit card bill. The arrangement you have is that you would take over their groceries and pay their credit card bill for them and they would transfer the receipt to you. What at that point, they don't have the receipt, they don't have the, the groceries, they don't have anything to split up. So hopefully, Ryder, that answers your question in depth. That is a great question, okay? All right, um, Primal Eskimo. So when we wholesale these properties with liens, do we need to subtract the liens from our offer when selling them? Nope. Your buyer needs to understand what they're taking over. Remember, guys, the value of a property, you guys are all... Um, poisoned. Your brains are poisoned to believe that the value of the property is based on the price. In creative finance, the value of the property, write this down, remember this, the value of the property is not the price. The value of the property is what that property can do for you. So when you think about my F-150 story, when I sold my truck that was worth $5,000, I sold it for $12,500 on payments. The value of that truck was nowhere near $12,500. But to the buyer who bought that truck from me, who didn't have good credit, didn't have a big down payment to go buy a brand new truck or even a, a, a truck on a dealership, he saw the value in my truck even at $12,500 $12, because he took that truck and produced income with it. He went and put that truck into circulation in a painting company. So there is no 
like if you understand how to structure a deal that can produce income, there's no such thing as overpaying as long as the deal is structured properly. So primal Eskimo, if there's a lien on the property and you're wholesaling it to somebody like me, I don't look really at the lien. I look at what can this property produce for me on a monthly basis. So when people send me subject to deals or seller finance deals, the question that is never answered is what the property could actually rent out. Okay. I see this all the time. People send me, Hey Pace, I got this potential sub two deal. Here's the address. And they owe $200,000 on it. Okay. Well, I really don't care how much money they owe on it. What I care about is what's my payment and what can I turn it into? Right? So if it's a subject to loan at 200,000, let's say that my payment's a thousand dollars a month or $1,200 a month. Okay, great. I have a debt at $1,200 a month. If I can only rent that thing for like $400 a month, then that's not a deal for me at any price, right? However, if that property could rent out for $2,000 a month or an Airbnb could be $5,000 a month, I never look at the purchase price. I legitimately don't look at the purchase price. I looked at and I talked to a seller today on a 66-unit mobile home park he's owned for 39 years. He's 80 years old, had this conversation. I recorded it right here on this hard drive right here. Boom, boom, boom. I'll end up posting that somewhere in the sub two group. Had the conversation with him. He said, yeah, I'm, I, I bought my mobile home park 40 years ago on seller finance. Of course, I'd seller finance it to you. But it's only worth probably 5 million, but I want 5.5 million. When I didn't even bat an eye at that, and I said, well, okay, well, what does it produce? He says it produces $31,200 every single month. And I said, okay, what well, would be my payment to you? And he says, your, your payment to me, me would be roughly $15,000. In my mind, all I see is that if I can put myself into this situation, I make a $16,000 monthly spread. Now, what wholesalers are trained to believe, and I wholesale properties as well, and wholesaling is amazing, and you should all be wholesaling. It is one of the many, many tools you should all be utilizing. Last month, uh, we had an $81,000 deal. We had a couple of $20,000 deals. Jamil and I have a $200,000 deal that we're currently working on right now. Wholesale. We wholesale stuff all the time. And we'll probably do a million to $2 million this year in wholesale fees. However, for me, the reason why you guys come to Sunday service is to primarily learn about creative finance. So for me with creative finance, I'm not looking necessarily at the purchase price. Now, am I going to buy a mobile home park for a billion dollars? No, of course, within reason. I don't want it to be absolutely horrible, but the terms is what I care about. I care way more about terms than I care about what liens are attached, what anything else. It's what is the minimum amount of money I can put into this property to cash flow next month and what is that cash flow dollar amount, okay? Um, David Thompson says, how do you respond to a seller in a seller finance deal who wants to see your credit report, financial statement, and wants a prepayment, prepayment penalty for an early payoff? That's a great question, David. What I'm doing right now for all of my students is I'm currently putting together a credibility package where my students can utilize my credit. They can use my um, financial statement and they can use everything from my back end. I'm not seeing that often, but I do see it probably one out of 30 to 40 transactions. You will get a seller. Here's your, here's my answer, David. If the seller, Ooh, here's Jamil. Hold on. Hey, Jamil, you are on Sunday service right now. How are you doing? <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. 
Hey, yo. What? What's up? <laughs> Are you uh, packing a blazer? I'm pack. I'll pack a blazer. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Sorry, guys. Jamil forgets that I have Sunday service every single Sunday night. Um, okay, so yes, you can use why not have a partner, right? This is why we constantly talk about squatting up with people. Why are you not squatting up with people if you need that? What I will be doing, check this out. Pay attention to this, David Thompson. On April 10th, I will be talking to everybody, the open public. Pay attention, everybody, please. This is a little bit of announcement. A lot of people are hitting me up about the Gator method. This is about the Gator method, so take down your pen and paper. I will be showing you guys way more than transactional funding, okay? I will show you how to sponsor deals like this. So David, for example, if you have a seller that says, I need to see your credit report, you're this, you're that, whatever, I, as a transactional lender or as a Gator lender, I will be happy to produce all of that for you and give that all to you and give you all my credibility, my bank balances, my bank statements. I will give you that and show you the millions of dollars that my companies bring in every single year. And I will give that to you as long as there's a financial benefit of it for it for me. Now, for my students, I'm doing that for free. Okay, for all of my students, I do that for free. But if you're not a student of mine and you say, I need to leverage your credibility, I need to leverage your whatever, I'll say, great, give me a portion of your deal. And that's what I'm going to be teaching my community that's why I'll be teaching in the Gator Method, one of the many, many, many strategies of how to insert yourself into a deal, utilizing more than just the resource of money, also utilizing other resources. And so, David, seller finance, real estate, you're probably never going to go all the way through real estate avoiding utilizing your credit altogether. I went several hundred transactions without ever using it. But every once in a while on the burst strategy, Cody will say, hey, my, my credit's been hit so many times this month on the burst stuff that we're doing. Can we use your credit? And we'll use my credit. I have a 781 credit score. It's not the best. It's not in the 800s. There's probably people in here like, oh, wow, you'd think Pace would be in the 800s. I, I don't use my credit. I rarely use my credit. I have a handful of credit cards, a line of credit, and I don't really have, I, I don't have one mortgage in my individual name, not a single mortgage, because every house I own is creative finance, subject to or seller finance, where they did not use my credit. So um, what is great is I have a balance sheet. I have uh, profit and loss statements. I have income statements. I have bank statements. I have a great credit. I have, I have a list of assets. And I have a net worth statement that's been verified by a third party that I can use to help people out with their seller finance transactions. Or even if somebody's trying to do the Burr method or somebody's trying to do the Morby method, whatever you guys need, I am happy to provide that for you. Okay. Um, so on, um, yes. Um, Carolina Allen says, I plan on being a Gator wrestler. I am a Gator wrestler, also a Gator. Um, I will be teaching you guys all of these things. So let's, let's jump onto this whiteboard for a second. Hopefully my whiteboard works today. Um, all right. So on April 10th, everybody, April 10th, I will be doing my second free Gator Zoom. Okay, 
The last Zoom that we did, we had a thousand people in a Zoom, and my Zoom is an enterprise account that got maxed out. Whoever was in that 1,000 person Zoom knew exactly what was going on. If that Zoom hit 999 people at any point, the very next millisecond, it was back to 1,000. This Zoom was incredibly hard to get into, and I feel bad. I did not know 1,000 people were going to be booked out. But right now, let me show you guys what I'm doing. Do a little screen share for you guys. Um, right now, I am planning on doing this Gator Method Zoom. Let's hope that, let's hope that, yeah, my gosh. Google Chrome. You can eat them, baby. You can eat them. Thank you. Okay, I understand. Thank you. Sorry, guys. My, girl, my little girl is sitting right next to me. Uh, she doesn't want skin on her apples. She promised me she'd sit here and, and just chill. Let me just eat, take the skin off. That's what you want? This is what I do sometimes on Sunday service. My little daughter wants me to eat the skin off an apple. Are you happy? Let me go, babe. All right. So on April 10th, I plan on doing a an air meet. Let me give you guys the link in the side chat. I'm going to place it in the side chat right now. So please, everybody, you know how it is. There's always somebody. I'm going to put this link in the side chat, and they have no idea how to find it. Please. This AirMeet link that's in the side chat is how you guys register. Right now, I'm looking at it. We have 2,590 people registered for this, which means I'm spending $2,500 to run this free AirMeet for you guys. It's free. I'm not charging for it at all. Pay attention to this. Please pay attention to this. Okay? AirMeet does not have a maximum cutout. As long as I'm willing to pay a dollar per person, and I am paying a dollar per person, I'm spending $25 as it stands right now, okay? I will spend $2,500. I'll probably end up spending close to $4,000. And on April 10th, I'm doing a Gator Method Zoom. I'm showing you guys what Gator Method is. I'm showing you um, all of the different ways you can make money on it, how easy it is to get in and make money. I'm going to show you guys a handful of case studies that are going on right now. Not just small chunks of money, big chunks of money and big chunks of equity and deals that you didn't find and you don't have to fund, I'm going to show you guys all of that. On April 10th, I will show you guys that. Here's what I will do. Pay attention to me because people DM me and they're like, when's the next Gator Method Zoom? I tried to talk to this person and they wouldn't give me any more information. Please, guys, pay attention to what I'm about to tell you. I have 550 of you guys on here right now. Hold on. Hold on. Here's the plan. I am going to shut down the Gator Method Zooms. I'm not going to do any more of them until after April or May 1st, okay? April 10th, I'm doing a free one, and I'm going to give you guys time and, like, energy to get into my Gator training because here's what I'm doing is on May something. I don't know what date because this is free. I'm not charging you for this. I don't know the date. It's going to be between May 1st and May 15th. 
I will announce it on my Instagram when we will start the actual real uh, Gator lending training. I'm only going to let people in that have taken action. I'm not charging for this. And what I'm going to be doing is I will give you guys full Gator pa paperwork. Okay. I will give you guys full Gator training. And we will go through case studies and all sorts of fun things. But more importantly, you will watch me do it live. I will find clients. I will fund clients. I will do everything that I teach you on the Gator Lending thing live on Saturdays and Sundays for people who become part of the Gator Tribe. Okay? I'm creating a Gator Tribe, and I'm not charging. Personally, I'm not charging any money for this. I'm not charging you guys any money. Okay? So PG, PBG Fitness says, are you going to be doing Zoom specific on how to be a swimmer, a camel, a shark, et cetera? Yes. Everything in my gator lending training in this gator tribe that I will be creating, it will be completely closed out. I'm not charging for this. I only want to work with action takers who don't slow me down. What I find is that when I do training for free people in the free communities, I'm on a phone call with a seller trying to lock up a deal and people will sneak around my back and call that seller from a live conversation on YouTube. I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to be planning on doing with um, Gator is I will train you guys on everything, how you guys become a whale, how you become a swimmer, a shark, a camel, all of the things. These are things that I created. I'm going to be writing a book about it at some point after this year, once I compile all of these trainings. These trainings will be private only to people who have actually joined the Gator Tribe. How much does it cost to join the Gator Tribe? Zero dollars to me. But you need to have, you actually need to have an LLC and you actually need to have some sort of a credit card, a line of credit or something, okay? The only way that I can verify that you guys have an LLC and you guys are ready to work with me is if you guys have actually gone to Prime Corporate Services. They're going to be emailing me everybody that signed up with an LLC, line of credit, et cetera. What I will be doing is I'm raising $25 million for multifamily ventures that I'm working in. And instead of me just doing it like today, I made three hours of seller calls all private. I just did it myself. And I, I hate doing that because nobody gets value from it. So I record it on a hard drive and then I give it to my sub two students. But what I'll be doing with the Gator Tribe is I will actually be raising capital from private money lenders who I've never spoken to live. And I will not be doing it on YouTube Live because YouTube Live is a horrible place to do anything live where you name addresses, give people's names, you give any sensitive information out because people will take my stuff and they will call the seller or they'll say, I know that person, they'll forward it over. I have lost too many deals to the, the, the general public. So I'm locking this out sometime after May 1st to 15th. Why? Because on April 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th, I will be in Las Vegas, Nevada for Clever Summit. I'm going to be doing some really amazing things. People that are going to be there physically are getting um, this amazing NFT that I'm putting together. Um that's a whole nother story. That's already locked out. People already know that's locked out. I get people DMing me about that NFT every day. And they're like, how do I get this? I'm like, it's gone. Sorry, you missed out. And I'm one of the very few people that if I say it's locked out, it's locked out. I'm not creating more 
we're keeping everything exclusive because I want to vet people that come into this tribe. The people I want to come into this tribe have actually started their business. They've, they have an LLC, okay? They have an LLC and I don't have time to verify this because here's what happens. I get people that come in. They, I remember in our driving for deals training back in October, we had a 26 day training and on day five, Somebody comes into this free training and they go, wait, what are we doing? Can somebody please catch me up? And I'm like, dude, I, you're literally making it so everybody else that showed here up on time, I'm doing something for free and you are slowing this entire process down. I, I have a lot of patience, but I am not okay with slowing down my raising capital for my business and letting you guys see it live so that somebody can show up five days or five weeks late and they haven't started an LLC, they don't have a bank account, I am not okay with that. And so what we're doing, hey, sweetheart, remember you promised me? Remember? Remember you promised me you'd sit down? Can you do that for me, please? I love you. So guys, I'm not going to be okay with that. People, it, it happens all the time. People take advantage of me. So my plan is that the Gator tra training will last about six months. And the six-month training will be with my attorney, securities attorney, myself, me cold calling and raising private capital, me lending out money to people, me utilizing other resources and being a Gator rent a wrestler for other people. And I'm going to create the greatest raising private capital training ever, ever, ever. I have taken so much private money tra training and some of it's good. A few of them are great. Most of them are not what they should be. And so I'm going to create a free raising private money um, community by you guys watching me do it and me showing you how it's done, okay? So I will be doing that but I will not be giving out, listen to me, I will not be giving out the documents, the paperwork, the legal training on April 10th. I will not be doing that. I will be doing that on sometime between May 1st and May 15th on my time because nobody's paying me to do this. I'm doing this out of my of the kindness of my heart that I wanna show people how to do this. And I'm going to then, here's, here's the thing, um, I'm going to then write a book and I'm going to create training that I then release to the rest of the world. Okay. And what I'm going to tell you is that if you guys don't get ahead of this, the rest of the entire real estate world is going to figure out Gator lending. Okay. Investing with Kat and Pat. Yes. How do I, how do I vet you? Do, like, Investing with Cat and Pat. So let's say that somebody like me is going to go and do a free training, right? Let's say that I'm going to go do a free training and I say, you know what? I get so many people ask me silly questions and um, I get people that are telling me about their, I don't even want to go into all the problems people DMing me about and begging me to do this and begging me to do that. And if I don't reply to them within 45 minutes, I'm a jerk and I'm an evil person and I'm not what they thought I was because I didn't reply to them in 30 minutes. I, you guys, I can't even tell you what I deal with behind the scenes. I deal with so much stuff and I'm sure it will only get worse as I go forward. So if I'm going to do free training 
I want to vet people. Please let me vet people. If I'm not going to charge you for this high level training that probably somebody could easily charge 50 to $100,000 for, let me vet people. And I'm not going to go and call everybody individually and say, can you please tell me what the name of your LLC is so that somebody on my team that's on my salary can go and verify whether you're an action taker or not. Guys, if you have not signed up with PCS, I don't know how to help you. I, I literally, I don't know what else to, to tell you. Then the, um, the company that I'm using is Prime. Everybody in the, in the side chat is going to tell you Prime Corporate Services is amazing. PrimeCorporateServices.com forward slash ABC is the new link that I'm currently using because it's as easy as ABC. Get an LLC. I'm so sorry, but they're going to be the people that tell me, here are all the people that have LLCs. These are the people that are taking uh, deadline to be vetted would be May, probably May 15th. Okay. May 15th. All right. So I'm going to play, I'm going to take plenty of my time um, during Clever Summit. So we're in, on April 10th. I'm done doing free lives. I'm done doing all that kind of stuff. I'm sh closing everything down. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on April 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th, being out of town for the Clever Summit. And then I will be focusing on um, that. Then when I get back home, I will then formulate and start sending out emails to everybody that is a PCS client. Um, and I will then start getting people all together and saying, hey, the first training is sometime between May 1st and May 15th. And the first training that we do will be the Gator paperwork. We're going to bring in my attorney to show you guys the paperwork that we use for Gator lending. There's multiple different sets of paperwork uh, depending on the type of transaction. And so my attorney will be coming in and sharing that with you guys. That, that paperwork alone is worth probably $7,000 in real costs. Okay. Um, so um, I don't know what else I can answer on this one. So May 1st to May 15th, I will then start doing the training. My training will probably go roughly six months as I raise capital for my own multifamily deals. And I'll, you know, every other week or every week do a Gator training with only the Gator tribe. I will not talk about it outwardly. I will stop talking about the Gator tribe outwardly after May 1st. It will just be a little secret community of people that we're all working on um, funding, getting ourselves wedged into deals, getting ourselves chunks of equity, chunks of capital, getting ourselves put into really, really strong positions. And then you guys watching me because every time I want to learn something, I get to hear people talk about how they did it in the past. Very rarely will you ever get somebody that's a real estate investor actually call sellers for you. You're not going to see them sending out text blasts. You're not going to see them going on appointments. You're not going to see them working with their employees. You're not going to see them hiring and firing and training and buying buildings and getting their offices set up. That's how I train. It's the same thing with raising private capital. When you go learn raising private capital from people, very rarely, there's a few people that are very high level, very rarely, there's a, a group in right now, a very popular raising private capital group charging $25,000 to teach you how to raise private capital and they give you basically six weeks of modules, six weeks of videos. And I'm like, but you guys aren't actually calling lenders. You're just telling us what to do. What I plan on doing is actually raising private capital and teaching you guys through the action of raising private capital. Okay. So um, primecorporateservices.com forward slash ABC. It's as simple as ABC. 
hey, Pace, do you have any students in Yuma, Arizona that I can contact? Yes, I do. I actually own a few mobile home parks in Yuma, Arizona on Creative Finance. Both of them were brought to me from a student named Stephen Crawford. Let me give you guys Stephen Crawford's information. In fact, 600 people should text him right now. That would be great. It would probably melt his phone. Um, Stephen Crawford, let's go here. What's funny is his name is, his name has always been Stephen Sub 2. Or no, Stephen Yuma Sub 2, which is hilarious. I'm going to put his phone number in the side chat, guys. He is a student that I've done three deals with over the last two years. He's done multiple deals with other people, but him and I have personally done three deals together. Stephen Crawford. Great story with him as he actually was and is. Um, he Googled. He literally Googled how to get rich and he found, an, um, he found a podcast with me on it. And he then signed up for my mentorship, did his first real estate deal in 30 days. And that first deal he did was a 0% seller financed home that he makes a thousand freaking dollars a month on every single month. That was the first deal he ever did, which is great. Um, Justin says, I got to say, I'm so glad I found this community. I know you hear this all the time, but thank you for what you do, Pace. Thank you. Guys, I appreciate it. I'm trying to change the game. I'm really trying to change the game. Thank you so much for that. Um, Pace, launching a deduce attack on Steven's phone. Um, I don't think everybody's going to text him, but he's great. Ah, Tariva, let's, uh, she says, I'm a buyer in, in Indianapolis. If you have any deals to assign there, let's squat up. She's a great, great, great uh, person. Their whole entire team over there is amazing. Um, all right. Pace, do you have any students that are from Oregon? Yes, guys, I have a student in every single zip code in the country. We have the most amazing community on planet Earth. And sub two students, if these people who are not students are in here, and you guys are in the side chat, not blasting that you are a sub two student every five minutes or so, you are missing the point of Sunday service. You guys should be doing deals with people in the side chat. The people inside of the side chat that are here to learn creative finance need your help, sub two students. So please, in the side chat, make sure you guys are connecting with people in the side chat that are my sub two students. Um, all right. Pace, do you invest in Ohio? Um, any private lenders in Ohio area? I have a few six units buildings in the pipeline. I would buy them as long as they're creative finance. Please give me um, any deals in Ohio that are creative finance. Thank you so much. Hey, Pace, do you, I, I know you don't invest in North California. Do you have any students I can squat up with? Yeah, I have so many students you can squat up with. Uh, probably three of four of them texted me today just to say hi. Um, students of mine that I do not want to wait, okay? Um, why would a seller have to wait for a section eight multi unit to tenure before selling? Oh, great question. Hmm. Let me call, let me call Adam real fast. Actually, no, I'm not going to call you Adam. Um, Sub two students, please take a minute and make sure you put your side chat information in the side chat. Guys, don't just say you're a California sub two student. 
put your put your contact information in there. How do you want people to contact you is critical, super critical. Okay, um, very very critical. Uh, who's coming to New Jersey on Tuesday? New Jersey on Tuesday. We are going to be in New Jersey. There are 350 people confirmed. I think it, we had to block it out um, because it got overwhelming and the venue could not handle it. So that is Tuesday night, New Jersey. Wednesday night, Manhattan. Jamil and I are going to be in New York. I'm flying out. Actually, I got to be to the airport in two hours. Jamil and I are going to be flying out to New York City. We're meeting with A&E. We're meeting with Bigger Pockets. We're meeting with... Um, well, two different uh, people from um, A&E, and then we're also meeting with our publicist, which is great. And we're going to have a great time out there at the New Jersey meetup, 350 people confirmed. I think that we're going to open it up and just say, how big can we get make it happen? Even if we were out in the parking lot, it's perfectly fine. We'll stay out late. I don't have to be home at any time because I got no wife and kids that night. I'll stay out late, meet everybody, shake everybody's hand. It'll be a blast. We just did one in Atlanta with about 350 people, and it was a lot of fun. Um, okay, cool. So, ooh, JW the Builder, looking to sell a seller finance deal I already own in Baton Rouge. JW, please DM me right now. I will buy that deal. Depending on the entry fee, I will buy that deal. Okay. Um, so, JB or JP. I would like us to start a sub two meetup in the Puget Sound, Tacoma, Lacey, DuPont, area of Washington State. We could all meet at least once a month to network, learn, and build relationships. It, JP, if you put it together, Jamil and I will fly out there. We would love to fly out to Washington State. In fact, Jamil and I should do an Oregon meetup and then drive up to Washington State and do them back to back. Okay? Um, amazing, guys. I am so happy to have uh, hung out with you for the last 45 minutes. Remember, air meet. It's in the side chat. If you guys uh, next week, seven day, seven days from today, air meet in the morning. It is your last chance, last chance to get into Gator Lending. I'm shutting out it out, and for six months, I will do private training only for people for free. Nobody will be paying me. I will be doing live raising private capital um, for only people that are in the Gator uh, Gator Tribe. All right, so. I appreciate you guys, and I got to catch a plane, so I'm going to end tonight a little bit early. I need to get packed, hang out with my girls for a couple more hours, and then head off to the airport. I will. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I want Rohan, I have an owner finance lead in Palm Springs. Pace, do I want? Do you want it? Yes, of course I want that. Please. Absolutely. DM me, guys. Please. I now have a full uh, DB power. Um, you didn't see the link to my New Jersey meetup. I po I posted it on my Instagram stories about four different times. Um, guys, the New Jersey meetup, I will put on my Instagram tonight. So please watch for my Instagram stories tonight and tomorrow. We will be pushing the, the meetup one more time. Please watch my Instagram stories and I'll give you guys that information. Um, guys, have an awesome night. We will see you next week for Gator Lending and we will also see you in Jersey and New York. Don't ever say that Jamil and I never went to the Northeast. We are coming to the Northeast this week. We are spending four, actually five days away from our family to come and hang out with you guys. People have been telling us over and over, you guys don't ever come to the Northeast. Well, here we are. We've got 600 people on here live right now hearing me say, 
We will be in New York and New Jersey this week, Tuesday night and Wednesday night. Thank you guys so much. Uh-huh.